The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 363. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside my Italian meatball, Brian Altana. Brap, brap, indeed. How you doing? You can't roll yours. I'm thrown off because usually I sit in the rotating third chair. Yeah, in the ever-rotating And third now chair. I'm in Colin's seat, this is so I don't gets, know what to do. When Colin leaves, it gets awkward because then there's two chairs, but you step up because you're... Uh, uh, Greg, let me let me tell you about the Thank the myriad uh, PlayStation <laughs> exclusives coming to the. Uh, tell me a little bit Sony about Danganronpa Three. Danganronpa is a is a great game about reading and and Cyclops bears. <laughs> you haven't said the word Vita enough in the last two sentences. A vote for Bob Dole. <laughs> Bob Dole. Uh, yeah, of course. Colin Moriarty already in New York City, where I will be going tomorrow for New York Comic Con, where we'll be doing. A podcast beyond for your amusement on Saturday. Yeah, don't ask Saturday. me. I won't be there. Well, it's funny because I, I usually screw everything up when Colin's not here and I don't do the Roper Report. Mm-hmm. So I did the Roper Report and then I remembered to do the games list and then I remembered to do the uh, Comic-Con list, right? Mm-hmm. But then they all the, – after Roper Report, all the pages printed blank. <laughs> just completely fucking me over. Those are me all like of your uh, You're living ideas. back to the future there part and, two, Greg. So, see, I was like, oh, I got blank pages. I went Greg, I, I'm really nervous right now because it's been about 20 minutes and you haven't introduced Ryan. Yet. Yeah, well, that's how it works. He knows. Every, the ever-rotating third chair, the Mr. Multi-Platform, Ryan McCaffrey. That doesn't actually rotate, by the well, way. Well, no. Well, if you see that ugly-ass red I, one. I, I've seen okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah, they had yeah. a real rotating it's chair. It's got a sweater just, on it. Yeah, they tried to put me in it once. I was like, no, yeah. I'm not doing that. So anyways. Good to see you, Greg. Good to see you. Thank you for coming. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Uh, I'm the internet's favorite person this week. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Alien Isolation. Uh, so I went, then I like had to go through like a psycho and write down all the games that are coming out this week, like Collinwood, and then I forgot about the New York Comic Con stuff. <laughs> but just go. Just, it's easy. You Google IGN, New York Comic Con 2014. <laughs> there's the goddamn list, all right? I thought your <laughs> sentence was if you Google IGN. <laughs> it usually is. <laughs> it's the easiest way to I find like the I like that you, you write these down with your with a pen and paper, which is totally normal, and you, you call it like a psycho. Because <laughs> you well, used no, a but real... But look at how ugly my handwriting is. That's all terrible handwriting. Alien di- dividers. That looks like the set list for your club. bar band tonight. There you go. Dolt Manali, NBA to kiss. Ma- it's, I can read picks it. The, you don't need to. I, I'm going to give you the Roper Report. That is, so that's the your last job. One? Sticks Master. Sticks, Sticks Master Sticks. of Shadow. Oh, I got to do all this? Right. Yeah. Well, you get to do it when we go through it. But yeah, how are you guys doing? I haven't talked to you in forever. Yeah, I'm great. I'm, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I'm really busy, but it's you know, fun busy. Yeah. You know? uh, you're going Comic Con? I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm jealous. I like. I like New York as a as a city. You're from there. But I'm done with conventions for the year. Um, I know you. You are like uh, like you, you're a parasite that jumps from host <laughs> to host. <laughs> I was it, waiting for it. Comes wanna, you love these things. I want to tell you, Ryan, it's rare that a joke gets enough steam off of one appearance. But last week, Colin and Brian gave me a good old-fashioned ribbon about yeah. how much I love to do well, meet and greets and yeah. meet fans and stuff. And that all it's been now. Every time I'm like, well, I'm going to stream on Twitch. Can't you just play a video game? Can't you just have a meal? Because Greg's like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, so I'm going to be in L.A. for the weekend, and there's a great burrito place there. So uh, everyone, come eat burritos with me. And we're, That's we were never like, happened. Yeah, not yet. But we were like, can't you just go have a burrito by yourself? Can't you just have, have a, a nice, nice meal? <laughs> and I do it in the most like old lady. Yeah, you do. Can't do you just have a nice afternoon by yourself? Why can't you just do things just, on your own, Greg? Gregory. Just have a sandwich in the park with your glasses. I mean, glasses. my goodness. <laughs> with your glasses. <laughs> I like just giving you the rope and see where it ends Why up. Why don't you spend a little quality time with that nice young lady friend of yours? <laughs> so after you Google 
New York Comic Con 2014 and IGN, you'll find out that there is a next-gen panel on Friday. There is a whole bunch of panels. For Xbox 4 and uh, PS5? It's next-gen one year later. So how is the PlayStation oh, 4 and Xbox okay. 1 doing? Oh. That's how I got around the caveat of not saying next-gen. All right, I'm with you. All right, good. Yeah, because we did one last year previewing PS4 and Xbox One. Now we get to come back, talk about how they've done. Spoilers. They're doing pretty good. Yeah, people like them, it they seems like. But they still right. come to the panel. Marty will have something interesting yeah, to say. Yeah, then Saturday's podcast beyond, along with a plethora of other panels, followed by the IGN meet and greet that night. Uh, and then, yeah, Sunday, I'm doing the Walking Dead panel with Robert Kirkman. Can you bring me back some pizza? Lee and Clem. I'm going to eat so much pizza. I know it doesn't I know it doesn't work like that to bring I back need But some, I've uh, seen people do it. Really? Where they get on, cakes, they right? get on with it. Was a toaster cake? You know what I'm talking about? Toaster oh, cakes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian yeah, yeah. Was a toaster cake? It is a Thomas product, you know, makers of oh, English, muffins. English muffins, but yeah. it's literally, it's not, for some reason, it is not sold west of, like, the Mississippi River. It is a delicious, like, basically a corn muffin in cake form. Yeah. Like, if you took a cake, if you took a corn muffin and made it into a cake, yep. and then you put butter on it for breakfast, oh my God, it's, it's amazing. Geez, and it's great, because we used to watch these commercials growing up in the East Coast, and it was about Thomas came from... Uh, England and they would be yeah. like Thomas came from England and he brought his hot little pockets great little breads and then he stopped and then didn't go any further into yeah. America <laughs> he died in California and go to hell yeah I, no apparently he made the trip and brought cool stuff and then was just like I'm done nice this is not leaving the east coast so see I'm stoked because I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm not stoked that I'm leaving at 7 in the morning but it means I get there at like 3.30 yeah. so I have an evening in New York yeah, to nice. go find good pizza, to bum around. You can to go do to the Broadway show. And go to a Broadway show. Yeah, go have see you Cats. Seen, have you seen uh, Shoot a Guy? <laughs> Book of Mormon yet? No, I have not either. Is it playing out there still? It's yeah, it's still there. Every I saw, I saw it there a few still sell ago. out like every day. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a that's a it's a hot ticket. Very expensive show, okay. but very good. One right. of the one of the few Brian Altano approved plays. <laughs> On a very short list. Really? What yeah. about Wicked? Is that on your musicals? No, it's not. No? no. Is it? I like that one. No. I enjoy And Cats myself. is not. I walked out halfway through Cats. Like, too many cats. Yo, too many cats. Too many cats. We're the dogs. Yo, Brad, Brad, <laughs> let's get a pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> it spent its nine lives before intermission, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, oh. this is Podcast Beyond IGN's PlayStation Podcast, the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet each and every Tuesday. We bring you the MP3 each and every Wednesday. The video posts on IGN.com, YouTube.com, slash IGN, and that IGN PlayStation 4 app. Now. So many plugs. That's, good. that's wow. what I do. Smooth. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. Roper Report! Some news! Colin's not here, we changed all the jingles. It's all gone. Hugh Laurie and Nolan North are set to join the cast of Little Big Planet 3. I didn't know that game had a cast. Laurie prepared to. Wait, wait, wait. No, it's literally a cast with little arms and legs. It's like, I help you heal. You put stickers all over it. Yeah. What? I'm a sentence in. You already stopped me? How many items are on the Roper Report? I don't know. There's a lot. All right. Not eight. A baker's dozen. No. <laughs> a lot of people like that joke. I got to keep it going. 38. 38. <sighs> All the steam is gone. It's just, <laughs> just knocked <laughs> <it>. <laughs> Roper, 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 get him off. Is right. No, he doesn't say Roper, <laughs> Roper, get him off. Lori <laughs> <laughs> prepared to reunite with his longtime comedy partner, Stephen Fry, to voice the dastardly Newton. Other famous names heading to the game, including Peter Serafinakowitz, Sean Nicely of the Dead. Nicely done. What, who is he, Sean of the Dead? No idea. Did okay. I get that? I gotta look at that. Simon Greenall, a.k.a. Alan Patridge, Wimbledon, and Tara Strong, the Fairly Odd Parents. Everybody More of the cast will be revealed as time goes on, with Media Molecule teasing a fan favorite is set to return. I want to mention that the word favorite they're spelled with a U, which means British people wrote this article, that so it can't be fully trusted. British people. Hold on, I'm looking now. I'm looking for what's his name here? The Shaun of the Dead guy? Sh- oh, Peter Serafinakowicz. Yeah, yeah, he was he was Pete in Shaun of the Dead. And I'm totally saying his name wrong. Pete. Yeah, well, it's better than I would have done. That's I, right. I would say Serafinowicz. That's probably Serafinowicz. 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 But he's he's good. I like him. He uh, was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Too. Little Big Planet Three is set to hit PS4 and PS3 in November. I played it back at TGS. Thoughts? Some fun. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Um, it's it's more the same, but I honestly feel like the uh, Odd Sock uh, controls more mm-hmm. like a platforming game that I look for when I play oh, platforming really? games. So they're they found a good way to sort of like tone down the kind of floatiness of Little Big Planet. That's I feel like always, always keeps been, me from yeah, people like, really falling in love with it. Yeah, but. Uh, the game's beautiful. Like, there's a lot of really cool stuff that is just thrown in there. Uh, like, it's texturally incredible on PS4. Yeah. It's just cool to see uh, that sort of style of, like, 
grandmother's sewing kit and a yeah, bunch yeah, yeah. of she weird needed garage the entire sale game parts. For you. Yeah, she made the whole thing. Yeah, I played it at the pre-GDC I event. I made this yeah. for you, Brian. And it was exactly what I expected <laughs> in terms of like, yeah, it was tighter with controls, toggle getting big or small was a cool mechanic or whatever. Yeah. But then it was just like, man, I'm officially over Little Big Planet. Yeah, like, I'm just yeah. not excited for this. Yeah. So I think, I mean, this is interesting that there are, that there's a full voice cast and that there's apparently a script. <laughs> 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 these are new things so that's kind of cool I mean it's it's. I, I think they're trying to take the franchise a little more seriously and at the same time have more fun with it so yeah cool number two Kingdom Hearts 3 is now being developed with Epic Games Unreal Engine 4 according to director Tetsuya Nomura the developer told Famitsu via NeoGAF that the change was made for quote unquote various reasons <laughs> and despite what initial, a great quote <laughs> and despite initial teething issues no further slowdown is expected as a result of the switch Epic is apparently assisting with any problems encountered I hate teething issues in games. Yeah, it is interesting that it's for whatever reason, uh, Japanese game developers traditionally don't license engine technology. Mm-hmm. We, the the Unreal Engine has not really uh, been used for a lot of uh, Japanese games. With the only exceptions in my mind, the only one I can think of was another uh, was Lost Odyssey, yeah, big, uh, yeah. Xbox three sixty exclusive RPG, which turned out to be a great looking game and actually mm-hmm. a good game overall, but. Yeah, for whatever reason, the, the Japanese tend to just develop their own tech, and they're not a big fan of middleware. By yeah, large. yeah, yeah. So I, I wonder why uh, he doesn't. We don't know why. March yeah, to the beat of your own drum in Japan. It's that you know, just as long as we get past those teething issues, teething those, issues, those, those troublesome twos. <laughs> <laughs> number three earlier today, a number of fans were distressed at the revelation, haha, that the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Assassin's Creed Unity would both run at 900p. <gasps> The decision, as explained to VideoGamer.com by Unity's senior producer, Vincent Ponbrion. I got this right yesterday. It's Ponbrion. Apparently, read came, this yesterday? I, like, I read a news story for IGN. Uh, and I said, Point Brion, what the hell? The first and we stopped when, the camera. I hate it when yeah. they do that. They spring the names on you. They're like, oh, here's a normal first story. first was better where you were like, Vonson Ponbrion <laughs> apparently came down to a desire to avoid the debates that was in quotes, the tender rage around the two consoles, suggesting one had been lowered in order to compensate for the other. This was the big argument yesterday God. that people were saying that because Xbox can't do this, they yeah. had to, they, they water down everything for PlayStation. Yeah. Ubisoft has now clarified Pond Beyond's words in a statement explaining that no specs were lowered for Assassin's Creed Unity to account for any one system, and further, that Unity's final specs aren't locked in stone. We understand how Vincent's quotes have been misinterpreted, reads the statement Ubisoft sent to IGN. To set the record straight, we did not lower the specs for Assassin's Creed Unity to account for any one system over the other. So that should put things to bed. It won't. it except never will. They're, except they're lying. Yeah. They're except, 100% yeah. lying. I so, I mean, uh, there was a lot of reactions to this story. Uh, my reaction initially was that people are going nuts over this, and it's probably not worth getting mad that about. That is correct. But I also, once I started thinking a little more, I was like, okay, they sort of threw the Xbox One out here as the sacrificial lamp to kind of be like, well... We made everything across the boat the same way, so uh, everything would play well, which made me think, well, it was harder to get it to run on, on, on the Xbox One. But it also got me thinking, maybe they couldn't get it at 1280 on PS4. 1920, mm. you mean? Yeah. So they dropped it down and moved it to... So they had it so... It's possible. But it I, doesn't... The, the, the expo, They should have... The messaging is bad sure. on this regardless. I mean, you got to go with something like... Hey, we wanted to ensure a rock solid frame rate on both. Like, don't make it about resolution. Mm-hmm. So, we wanted to make sure we had a locked, buttery smooth frame rate on both versions. So, we've made, you know, we decided to to set the resolution at 900p. But yeah, that's because yeah, on the surface, of course, if you've got a PS4 that is capable yeah. of running the game nicely at, uh, you know, at 1080p, well, I don't care what my buddy playing it on Xbox like. Why? Sh- why should I get the, uh, a lesser visual experience just because? Sure. Just because that other console literally exists. Is it a lesser visual experience though? I mean, you know, we. Yeah. Our readers would say yes. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't. I won't tell it. I won't be able to tell the difference. I won't be able to tell the difference. I mean, you know, I, again, you and I were talking in the office the other the other day, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the debate ends at with one word, and that word is rise. Yeah. Play Rise. Look at Rise. Yeah. 900p video game. 
stunning. It's stunning. Yeah, it's it's one of the best video, best looking video games I've ever seen in my life. I'd say it's probably the best looking next gen game, and that's even a year later. Yeah, I think um, that's probably fair. To me, it's sort of like it, like the, nothing has ever looked as good as video games do now. Like it's a, it's incredible, and what they're doing with Assassin's Creed uh, Unity is specifically the amount of characters they have on screen mm-hmm. and how important yeah. that crowd is that it's not just background fodder now it's something that is integral to the way that the game moves and flows like it, it blows my mind that we have that we've come to where we are now especially growing up with the games i grew up playing which had like a, a square with a hat of, yeah Man, it so realistic. <laughs> it's so cool um so i'm like it to me it's sort of like if if i gave you a million dollars and you're like the the bills are kind of crumpled like it's it's a million dollars things have literally never looked this good before uh i'm sure five years from now they'll look even better i'm positive of it but for now like i don't think it's the worst problem in the world to play a game at 900p like to play something that i literally had no idea could ever even conceive of looking that good that now is there in front of me that millions of people have you know come together to help create how dare you say that, Brian? Bring me an Xbox One so I can pee on it right yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. Show. Yeah, just throw those off a, a mountaintop. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm worried that we're going to reach a point where we're never happy with anything. We're there. We're totally you there. Think we're there. That point already exists. Where everything comes out, you but immediately again, note it to death, and it sucks. That Remember? being, that being said, I think Ubisoft on this story particularly should have said literally nothing. Yes. They should have Correct. just been like, "Here's our video game," and someone said, "That's 900p." They would have been like, "Yeah, there's a lot." Going going on and then yeah exactly good night there's also a thousand characters on screen right now shut up (laughs) yep by saying that they wanted to avoid debates they created a brand new one so you gotta see it from both sides can't wait don't try that's right number four Ubisoft has announced the crew will now be released worldwide on December 2nd. The Ooh. upcoming open world racer was previously expected on November 11th in North America and November 14th in Europe. The extra time will be used for a second closed beta on Xbox One and PS4 at some stage in November. No. So, uh, point here, that the, the thought that occurred to me when I heard this was, uh, to, it's, it's two, I think there are two now roadblocks that they've given themselves with this game. One, well, one, it's, this is a really, really great holiday season if you're a racing fan you've got forza horizon 2 which is amazing Mm -hmm. drive club is just out and it's really good uh and then project cars is the one nobody talks about but that's Mm -hmm. like a super hardcore sim if you're a gran turismo guy uh that's a that's a game to keep an eye at i want to i want to add uh link is being added to mario kart in november so thanks for that brian i appreciate it you know Cover all the yeah, of course. <laughs> and then you've got the crew, which I've played a decent bit of. I think we've all played it yeah, at this point, yeah. and it's fun. It's a really neat game. I like a lot of the the things they're doing, the sort of the car club stuff, the four player car PG. Yeah, uh, that's that was done years ago, but car it's being brought back. PG. But, mm-hmm. but my question, so, <laughs> but my point is, like, not only are you releasing after Black Friday, yeah. which generally, with few exceptions, games that release after Thanksgiving don't do well. Mm-hmm. I know Ubisoft is going, well, we put Far Cry 3 out two years ago, and it did pretty well. Again, notable exception. We've, there, if you go back in history, there are a lot of December video games, and they generally don't do well. Yeah. But the other part of it is that, you know, how will, will racing game fans have already spent their racing game money? Like, are you really, if you've got Forza and or you've got Drive Club and or you've got Project Cars, are you really going to also want the crew, mm-hmm. even though it's it's a bit of a different game, you know, it's yeah. it does have its own niche. It's not it's not directly apples to apples comparison with with any of those other three. But but man, it's like, I mean, Forza kicks ass. I'm playing that right now. Drive Club, I've got it on my desk. I'm eager to give it a try. And then Project Cars, I definitely just want to see how simmy and hardcore that game is. Sure. By the time December rolls around, I might just be like, I don't need any more racing games in my. But life. maybe you're so over <laughs> the games you have. That it comes along in the right time. They better hope so. Yeah. Number five. Wow. That's good. Good pregnant <laughs> pause. Somebody check their check check their iPhone. That's always my favorite. Yeah. When yeah. you get them to stop, they think the podcast stopped for some reason. They're like, are you okay? No, we're still here. Number five, according to a new study by market research company GFK, people are using smart TVs and plug-in devices, a.k.a. Chromecast, Apple TV, etc., to access Netflix more and more, which is most likely leading to a decrease in usage on game consoles. Most likely? Yeah, definitely. We don't even know? There's no scientific way to do this. We asked four people. (laughs) Except for 
them just checking that because I'm sure that's really easy. Uh, for instance, only 43% of people stream Netflix through their game consoles this year, which is down 5% compared to last year and 20% since 2011. However, Netflix streaming on digital media players is up to 28% this year, nearly doubling 2013's numbers of 15%. It's also a large increase since 2011 when only 6% of people responded to using a digital media player for Netflix in 2011. <sighs> Netflix Netflix usage on smart TVs is also increasing with 28% saying they use built-in Netflix apps to access movies and TV shows. That's up from 20% (laughs) last year and 13% in 2011. Don't you love statistics? There's a 90% chance that this story has 75% more percentages than the story before it. And in 2011, I read 100% less stories like this. 2011. Yeah. That's when I gave 25% less fucks. Gotcha. <laughs> Fewer. 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 <laughs> That's the correction. Fewer. Let me really correct you. Grammar <laughs> police. Uh, all right. Well, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. Short there's version. How do you watch your Netflix, Brian? Um, so I watch them through my PS3, my PS4. Okay. I have a smart TV in the bedroom that I stream directly oh, so through you there. You do use a smart TV. Yeah, right? I do. And You're part uh, of the problem. problem. That's not really a problem. I mean, who's the problem? What's the problem here? Is this a problem? You. Yeah. How is this a problem? They're going to stop putting the app on the things. PlayStation First of all, this is, not, won't this have is like if, if Netflix was a drug dealer and they found seven other places to sell drugs in town. <laughs> be, that's not a problem for them. Um, and if you're using your video game console to play more games and stream less, then that's probably not a problem for anybody else. Actually, right? I think I think it's the it's actually the opposite is that uh, with we're in the console transition and mm-hmm. then you're going to see that number go back up as more and more Xbox Ones and PlayStation 4s just get out there. You'll see the console number go back mm-hmm. up. I agree. Interesting. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think it's um, Netflix was big last gen uh, sort of with the association of me being like, I want to watch a movie. I'm going to watch it on my PS3 or my Xbox 360 and whatever it is. And once I'm there... All the other squares are telling me to play video games, and now that becomes my hub or my well, ecosystem for entertainment. And remember that when uh, Netflix launched on 360, that was really the only sort of app yeah. for Netflix. And now mm. there's all these other ones. Of course the percentages are going to yep. go down. Yeah. Yep. You can watch it on Netflix on your toaster now. Yeah, you can. The, no, you can't. In, uh, in New Jersey. Only thing. another oh. only in New Jersey. Thomas thing. brought that over. I gotta get out and try some things when I'm in New York. So yeah, play video games, watch Netflix, Pops Hearts, um, House of Cards. Yeah, there was so many percentages. <laughs> I'm like watching House of Cards on toaster. <laughs> this is big. Number six, Zen Studios continues to crank out digital pinball tables based on licensed properties. Hot on the heels of Walking Dead pinball. My voice got really high there. Hot on the heels. Hot on the heels. Hot on the heels of Walking Dead. It's a rope report and it's hot. Out on the heels. Comes South Park Pinball, debuting later this month. While there's not much in the way of details, an image released by Zen Studios pretty much says everything you need to know. <laughs> I don't have that in front of me, so I'm back to knowing nothing. <laughs> in, in, in the uh, in key art, they had the ball had killed Kenny. Yeah. And then you saw the reflection. The so that's actually a great idea. You, You're a huge South Park oh guy. Oh, yeah. So when you hit the flippers, it's just going like, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. Are you hey. excited for this one, Mr. South Park? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hey, Zen Pinball is like endless entertainment. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, good for them for finding the right exact little niche to just keep making money yeah. all day. They keep putting on tables that are awesome. Tables. Yeah. yeah. Can't complain I, about I mean, that. I mean, like, it's crazy to me to think that in 2014, there's there's another new South Park game. This is what, 15, 25, 40,000 years after the show started. Um, the show's still going. This, uh, the new season just started two or three weeks ago. Yeah. I think the third episode's tomorrow night. Correct. Um, yeah, this it's still a popular thing. Public and service announcement: If you have not played South Park: The Stick of Truth, yes, change that immediately. Yep. Speaking so of Graham from Scotland, writes into beyond.ign.com just like you can, and says beyond. Beyond. Beyond? Your discussion last week about RPGs got me wondering, given the love Child of Light and other 2D Ubisoft games, e.g. Rayman on Vita, as well as JRPGs and WRPGs in general, do you guys think there is a chance that South Park The Stick of Truth could come to the PlayStation Vita? Would you want it to? I don't know how feasible it is technologically, but the art style would look awesome on the Vita, and the style of game seems well suited to the handheld. Until there's zero chance of that happening when it's not out on Xbox One and PS4. Yeah. Those would 100% mm-hmm. happen long before a Vita version would happen. Good point. I mean, so, 
aesthetically looking at South Park Stick of Truth, you would think it's a very easy game to run because it's all flat and it's a right. cartoon. But uh, it shows I mean, it points, g- though. Yeah, yeah, that game There's really... an engine under the hood there. Yeah, yeah that, that, I mean, I had a lot of trouble with it's... that game until they started patching it. Um, they, it chugged a lot. Yeah, there, was, the... there would be scenes where you would see a character walk across the screen mm-hmm. and then suddenly yeah. appear at the, the end. The irony so. is that, like the show itself, it actually takes a lot of hard work to make it look that bad. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Very well put. Yeah, so I, don't, I would love to play it on Vita. I just don't see how that's technically feasible. That would be such a great portable game. Yeah, yeah I'd oh love to, I would goodness. love to that play that game so again good. on yeah. it. But that's the same thing with uh, Valiant Hearts is the one that you're know, talking about Ubisoft games, right? Like Child of Light made the jump and everybody's like, oh, yeah. maybe Valiant Hearts, and well, that never happened. Yeah, never and happened. So like, I don't think Child of Light probably performed well enough on Vita for them to care too much about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, as small as a team it takes to do that, they still have to justify the man sure. hearts behind that and doesn't always work. Graham has one quick follow-up Vita question for sure. you, Ryan. Yeah. Also, on the topic of bringing unlikely games to Vita, do you think Phoenix Wright games will ever be brought over? Uh, I mean, I hope so. Like, those are that's like that's a like the 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 overlap of of people who would love a game like that on Vita. I think is like a perfect circle. Yeah. Like that's that's there's a huge audience for that. Uh, Vita fans are a lot more receptive to sort of quirky uh, Japanese. He's talking about how he's like playing Dangan Romper right now. I love it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, those those games are great. I mean, Professor Layton just you know had a battle with him on 3ds. So it got bloody. Only one came out. He's free now. Guilty. I think so. Yeah, I don't know Sentence why that is. Because I mean, those games have come to iOS before. So yeah, well, isn't it just a file save as for that one? That's like, <laughs> file save as dot vita. You would hope so. You would hope so. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd love to see that happen. Hopefully, I, I, all, all the Vita games are better. Honestly, <laughs> like Number Minecraft seven. Vita. Like Minecraft Vita. Where, Where are you? I played you. <laughs> Where are you? You're real. You Unless it was a liar back you were, there you projecting. Were, yeah. <laughs> Where are you? It's like a real no, crap. He, play, he pressed up. <laughs> a complicated system to get you. Here's a remote playing a PS4. Yep. <laughs> Number seven, Telltale Games has announced The Walking Dead Season 1 will hit PS4 and Xbox One in North America on October 14th. The Walking Dead Season 2 will follow a week later... In North America on October 21st, the second season will also be released on PS3 and Xbox One or Xbox 360 on the state. Meanwhile, in Europe, both seasons will be released simultaneously on October 24th. For Vita owners, November 4th will also mark the first time season two will be made available for purchase in stores. So Discs. that's that's so retail, not, yeah, yeah. physical, yeah. Because yeah. actually, that's how I played uh, Walking Dead season two was on my Vita. I was doing a lot of traveling. Uh, Speaking of games that... Uh, don't run well? Don't run well. Yeah. That's mm. one of them. And well, they can't make it run well on PS3, <laughs> let yeah. alone Vita, I'm yeah. sure. That was tough. It was kind of like watching a like a censored uh, made-for-TV movie where someone would pull out a gun and you heard a shot and then it showed the next shot of somebody laying there, but you didn't actually see anybody get... <laughs> yeah. um, if you have a PS4 and yeah. have not played season one of oh, The yeah. Walking Dead, yeah. it, is, it is the game... Uh, that I I voted for it for Game of the Year. Me too. In, mm-hmm. At IGN in 2012. Me too. It's that good. Journey won that it year, did, right? and it was fully deserving. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Fully I, deserving. I disagree. I thought uh, Walking Dead but Walking was Dead better. was... And I know we have a lot of PlayStation fans never, listening to the show. They're probably mad at me right now, but... I have never had a genuine emotional response to a video game the way I did to yeah. Walking yeah. Dead Season 1. Yeah, it's very yeah. special. Game. I, don't, I don't think Season 2 is as good, but I think it's, it's fantastic yeah. in, its, in its own ways. I had a... Uh, a really good time playing that game. Well, I'm looking forward to getting both those and just marathoning through them. One, one, one save file, you know, all the way through. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like, and granted, so prep, I did that for season three. Exactly, and I did that. Well, I'm gonna do it right away when they come out. Just have like the canonical. This is my yeah. character and my yeah. Clem and all this other. Yeah, stuff I, I'm relying need. on Telltale. I need them to just give me. A, I need them to give me a way to import from last gen to, sure. to new gen. Sure. For me, I don't think there's any. I know some people would disagree. I don't think there's any replayability in those games. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I want to. Sorry, my story is my story, story. How it happened. I don't really want to see like behind the curtain and yeah. the sort of other ways. Well, that's the thing, right? Is gone. I'm gonna go through this little. I've, I mean, I reviewed all season one, so I played yeah. it every other way, which yeah, kind of broke it for me to begin with. But I've then, you know, I played it. On, so I had saves everywhere. Then I played it again on Vita. Then I, you know, I got ready and I'm doing this again. I've played season two a bunch of different places. Uh, like this. I'm interested mainly. I'm gonna make the same decisions. I'm not gonna go through and be like, right, right. I have these characters and who they were to me, but it'll just be like rereading. So you're you know, just your doing work part. at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, sure. We, yeah, yeah, let's just call up Telltale and be like, you go, yo, you guys are gonna give us a way to just import what we already have, right? Right, yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm um, interested to see how they're gonna run though. 
I think it'll run remarkably better because you know, God, ran like garbage so. on PS3 and Xbox I remember when, when we first heard about all the the last gen ports coming to next gen, yeah. or current gen. We uh, we said, well, you know, Walking Dead's a great idea, but how are you going to make that game look better? So, I mean, apparently they figured out a way, or maybe it just looks cleaner, or it does Sharper. run better. It's yeah. like the PC version. Yeah, but I, say. I will say this reminds me a lot of uh, just like the the release structure for this. If you haven't played these and you get into them. This is awesome for you because, like, I know specifically, like, I was really into Breaking Bad, and my fiance didn't start catching up until the third season started airing. Yeah. And uh, I told her about it, and she watched the first episode and then got to marathon through two seasons right. in a week. So here, you're getting The Walking Dead season one. If you're anything like me, you'll probably play through it as fast as you can. And then you have a season two right there waiting for you. Right. Which, for the rest of us, yeah, right in your veins. It's... For the rest of us, we had to wait month to month for years yeah, to play yeah, this. Yeah. So two months. Two months, yeah. So you're very lucky. Lucky little people. You <laughs> lucky little people. You ants to Brian you babies. throne. <laughs> Number eight, Sony is raising the cost of a PlayStation Plus subscription in select regions, including South Africa, Ukraine, Russia, Turkey, and India. That was like they threw a bunch of darts at a map, and they're like, you're screwed. Sony has since confirmed citing market conditions while promising currently price adjustments are not being planned for PlayStation Plus in the SCEA, that's North America, region. When we asked Sony whether the UK or EU should expect any changes, we were told customers will be notified of any price adjustments for their subscription services, but there is nothing to announce at this time. Tomorrow, however. Yeah, yeah. tomorrow, different start. This is going to get tough. Particularly worrying is the fact that South African subscribers were given just 24 hours notice of the change, after which the cost of a three-month subscription jumped 51% Ooh. from R145 to R219. <laughs> now, rupees? If that makes no sense to you, that's $12.88 to $19.46. With a year long subscription rising 53% from R489 to R749, which is $43.45 to $66.55. So that's just a little over a $20 hike. Uh, on a on a year subscription. That's a lot. That's a lot. Hopefully, more people will notice. Will hopefully more notice will be given should a similar move happen elsewhere. Um, yeah, that's that so would be kind of harsh. So the question is, are those markets super affluent and they're like these people can afford it, or is it just like nobody plays our console here? Let's just jack the price and it doesn't even matter. Make the margin where we can. Yeah. Yeah, I think that no matter what, uh, it's bad business to not give a more than 24-hour heads up. Yeah. I don't, like, regardless of how great your market is, regardless of how uh, how strong the dollar or the yen or the R. <laughs> the other thing I would do, uh, you know, Netflix has done this, some other companies have done this. How about you grandfather in the people that are already subscribing? Yep. And then, okay, new subscribers are subject yeah. to the higher rate, but how about your loyal people get the existing rate until they cancel their subscription. Yeah. yeah. How about that? Yeah. So I know, like, I'll get an email every now and then from something like Netflix or Amazon, and they'll say, hey, just a heads up, uh, three months from now, we're hiking up the price. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, what you're doing is is uh, uh, the Lord's work. <laughs> so I'll give you an extra buck or two. Or for Amazon, I was like, I order packages from you constantly. Yeah, yeah. So a couple extra bucks a year is fine. Um and I know with a lot of people, like a lot of students particularly, who don't have the yeah, same kind tough. of money to throw around, they uh, they go, well, I have some time to think about this decision, and maybe I want to cancel this. Um, but with 24 hours, maybe the mentality is you don't have time, and you just go, oh, crap, throw my throw my credit card at them and hope it gets saved. So uh, I think it's kind of dick, personally, to jump up $20, $20 on a year yeah. with 24-hour notice. It's kind of shitty. Yeah, we all agree. Yeah, on that. yeah. everyone's agree on that one. Ladies and gentlemen, I that was your what is and what always will be known as the Roper Report. Good job. The Roper Report! Get him off his Roper, you know. Load of trouble. Did he get reported? Is that yeah, a problem? Reported. He got That's... reported. He had to pop in. Time for some news. Ryan. Talk to me. The Regular. Walking Dead coming out is pretty exciting, but it's not out now. If I wanted to know what was in stores right now, where would I go? IGN.com. You go to the Andrew Goldfarb Memorial Official <laughs> List of Upcoming PlayStation Software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. You want to sing a jingle? IGN's Andrew Goldfarb, he wrote a list and then he left. He died. 
Rest in peace. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Andrew Goldfarb. I love video games. <laughs> Jiminy Jigglers. Oh I love lists and games. Wow. Here Four we go. Lands should be bought immediately. <laughs> PlayStation like, Four. Like Zoinks, Greg. <laughs> PlayStation Four has a lot of games. Alien Isolation. A- 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 isolation? That's or is it isolation? Like I said it. It's however you want it to be, Greg. It's yeah. a 5.9. Kind of it's a 5.9. It's, it's Alien Seraphonakowitz. <laughs> <laughs> Dive Kit comes to PlayStation 4. Drive Club comes to PlayStation 4. 7.9 on IGN. Dust and Elysian Tail comes to PlayStation 4. NBA 2K15. Isn't Dust free as part of uh, Plus? Is it? Right now? Yes. Picks the Cat so comes good. to PlayStation yeah. 4, and that's free, I know. Yep. Or, yeah, right, okay. Uh, Spelunky finally makes the jump, and sto- so- here comes Sticks, Master of Shadow. Master yeah. of Shadow. I hope it's a game about the Over on PlayStation 3, Alien Isolation comes out. How was the, Is it the same? Did you play it yet? PS3, PS4? I haven't played the current gen version. Mm, that's not good signs. Uh, that's, that's the joy of reviewing games. Yeah, and you, it never ends for it you. Ends. You keep working. It'll come to oh, iOS in a year. Uh, Jet Car Stunts comes to PlayStation 3 oh, as finally. well. NBA 2K15. Over on Vita. Jet car stunts comes alongside picks <laughs> well, the you cat. Do that in that voice. Jet car, jet car stunts. stunts. I tell you what, Gemini, I love jet car stunts. <laughs> Can I pre-order me that jet car stunt? <laughs> Slap some new tires on that butt boy. You get a car and you put a jet on it. You're done. You do so some tired stunts. of these regular car stunts. I wish we had a jet car to do stunt work. <laughs> PlayStation One classics include Vib Ribbon and Strider Two. Vib Ribbon. Vib Ribbon's finally here. People oh, were God. freaking out on the internet. Yeah. That Vib Ribbon. That made the jump. It's good to know. Suddenly a thousand voices were silenced. You excited to play Alien Isolation again in lower resolution? No. No. Give us the rundown right now of Alien Isolation. You have two questions from the the crowd. Yeah. I want you uh, to give me your Uh, synopsis for people who are just joining us. Will, I think, isn't one of the questions, will you go F off and die? Yeah. I wouldn't let that that question go through. No, it's, uh, what are the questions? Damn. Fine. Will you, will no, you please f <laughs> off and die? <laughs> uh, Kyle, They're getting better. Kyle Van Wagner wrote and said, "Beyond, beyond." Thank beyond. you. <laughs> I was wondering about the review process at IGN. Sure. It seems to me that the review for Alien Isolation may have been overly harsh because the reviewer simply did not enjoy playing it on the hardest difficulty setting. Does the final review score come only from one person who reviewed it, or is there input from everyone at IGN who's played the game? Thank you for the awesome game and console coverage, Kyle. What's He's nice. Na- what's his name? Kyle. See, I'd like to thank Kyle for phrasing a, he, he wants to know about the review and he's like hmm that review seemed a little harsh mm-hmm. but he asked in such a nice way that I am more than happy to answer as opposed to some of the other Dear <laughs> Ryan McCaffrey you suck and you, do, you hate yeah. survival <laughs> horror no I didn't give you this game goodbye I poop on you that's <laughs> what I thought uh, yeah so no it is uh, it is one person that ultimately decides but right. we do try to get as many people playing the game as we can so that uh you know, we can bounce ideas off each other or say, well, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? But ultimately, you know, the review speaks for IGN from one editor. And in this case, uh, no, I mean, the, the game, they recommend you play on hard. If you watch the video review, it's right there. I, I normally don't do that. I play, I, I play on normal typically yeah. because that's usually what's intended. Sure. I, you know, I never put it to easy, but I don't usually uh, pump it up to hard either. But I actually said for the the recommended alien experience, play on hard. So I said, okay. <clears throat> Good news. You can switch down. You can change the difficulty at any time you want. So if it's not going well and hard, you can switch it down. But I wanted to see it through, number sure. one. Uh, but it's, you know, its problems for me weren't solely tied to the difficulty. It's that, you know, it is a, for me, that is a, the first f- probably four to six hours, I was flying pretty high. I'm like, you know, I was dying a lot. It was, you know, there was, it was tough. Because that un- the unpredictable alien is both a strength and a weakness. You never know where he's going to come from, which is cool, except when you're hiding quietly in a vent, not making a sound, and it literally just spawns in behind you and eats you. Yeah, yeah. In the vent? Yeah. It just because that's how he that's you know they mask it with uh, by using the air ducts yeah. as like oh that's how he gets around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's but in in game speak he's you know spawning in and out of your in, in, out of the room out he of nev- the area. He never does that in the locker, right? <laughs> Not that I witnessed. <laughs> it's like, you can't do that on television. He just walks out. He's just like, hey. Go <laughs> Got you. Sorry. Breathing on my neck. But uh, <laughs> I like his voice. I got you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm using the family guy thing of like uh, when they did Remember it. Remember right. the time when we all played Alien Isolation together <laughs> in a locker? His, his little mouth talked to in family guy. Uh, what was I saying? 
it sucks when he spawns behind you. Oh that's, yeah, yeah so, that's not that's not real. Uh, but but really, so for you know the, for the first several hours, it's fine. It's it's it was in bounds for me. It's like okay, well I get that this unpredictability, but the problem is it's it's a horror game, and after yeah. after a while, the sort of the the novelty wears off of oh god he's right there, uh-huh. and it just becomes oh he saw me and murdered me in the face again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of sucks. Yeah, and so the longer it drags on, and believe me, I think as people genuinely start to play the game and really dig into it, this game goes on and on <laughs> far, far too long. I genuinely believe the game is three times longer than it should be. You I said it was what, something right. It's like it took 20 me 18 hours, to right? 20 hours. It didn't, the game doesn't track for you exactly, but just I generally keep a, a rough clock running in my uh-huh. head. It's it's around 18 to 20 hours. I heard it was actually up to 25 for some reviewers that I, like, explored uh, around a little bit. Game Informer's review said, 25 yeah so which is like to me it's insane because that's that's longer than every alien movie combined, combined. yeah that's not a lot of alien yeah it's a lot of alien but yeah i mean so for me it's uh yeah the game's <clears throat> tough but that's not what makes it a frustrating and ultimately you know 5.9 mediocre uh, yeah in my opinion game it's that it just keeps going it completely wears out its welcome the fear just dissolves and turns into frustration yeah and uh, story-wise, it's a the exact follows the exact alien playbook. I, I mean, I won't spoil that, but if you've seen Alien, you know how an alien film story tends to go. And then the uh, they for the last six to eight hours of the game, no joke, they make you think, okay, we're le- we're escaping now. We're we're getting off. We're we're gonna end the game right around this corner. It's gonna yeah, be right over. right around the corner. And then every single time, it's they just yank the rug out from under you, and it's like a it's like a Roadrunner Wiley Coyote yep. cartoon. Like, whoosh, yeah, you. Ah, <laughs> I'm still I'm still here. <laughs> and uh, it, they just keep just doing that. Over, it's almost like a like Groundhog Day. You and I were talking about it. It's kind of like the movie AI, where like, oh, God, it yeah, ends, well, and I, then you're like, well, yeah, and they're like, I, oh, there's three more endings. Right. I legi- I, Twenty thousand years later, and like, oh, stop yep. it! Just I don't remember movie. if I put that in the <clears throat> review specifically, but I genuinely thought that game yeah. ended at two, maybe even three, for sure, two separate points, mm-hmm. s- spots in the game, and it just kept right on going. And it, uh, when you do finally get to the end, and you're just like, "Thank God this is over," I had an, I, I thought I knew what the ending was going to be, and if that had happened, I would have been like, "Well, I saw that coming," but what I had in my head was pretty cool. I, I'll say this sometime later to to avoid spoilers, because obviously people are just playing the game. But what the ending was was not at all what was in my head, and it was totally <clears throat> awful. It was just, a, it was not a good ending. It was not a good payoff. Uh, I'll tell you guys off the air sure. if you want it spoiled, but yeah, it's so it just it's a game that really just completely it's the house guest that won't leave. Yeah, I mean it's like you're having fun for like, hey, my best friend from college is hanging with me for the weekend, and it's like, hey, bro, can I stay for another two weeks? Uh, sure, I I guess, and then by the end of it, you're just like, dude, leave, dude, Brian Altano. <laughs> oh no, not I cannot Brian. believe. God, it's he. I haven't he been at your house around that his, long. Come on. He walks around in his boxer shorts. He picks his ass. Uh, it's just the guy is just irritating. Whereas they're know, really cool boxer shorts. They're Scooby Doo boxer shorts. Yeah, That's... they have a fake tail on the back, and the the front says Gorsh. <laughs> Zoinks! <laughs> And the that was right on the yeah. yeah it's a good, great. They're great shorts. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's really what it's just you know it's it's a if that game I, and I tweeted this I said and I I can't imagine anyone would w- actually want to do this because they paid sixty bucks but like play five hours and then walk away and yeah, then, you, and watch the end on YouTube. That's what you, you put in your care. review. Yeah. You put in your review and that yeah. spoke to me because like for you, I, when we played it in the office and it was scary. I was like, all right, that's cool. And I'm like, I don't know how long I want to hang out in that world. And reading your review is like, holy yeah. crap, I don't even want to start yeah. this. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I will say this, like, I don't know, you know, we were kind of talking in the office of why is, why is this game so long? Like it, you know, there are a million reasons why it could have been. The designers might have <clears throat> laid it out that way and that might be how they wanted it. I wonder, and I don't know at all, I'm just, is it possible that this is a, you know, this was a four to six hour game that when the developers took it to Sega, Sega went, well, we know that how like Slender and, and, uh, Amnesia and those kind of things are, are like two or three hours. Like, uh, but sorry, this is, this is a $60 game and we really need to 
have value here, so uh, go back and make it longer. Like, I don't know why yeah. this was a 20-hour game, but if this had been uh, – if they'd tightened the whole thing up, I mean, the, you know, the endings, whatever, but if it had been a six-hour game – it would have definitely changed my opinion for the better. Yeah. So here, Raul wrote in Beyond at IGN.com and said, I was really looking forward to Alien Isolation, and it's disappointing to have read mixed reviews about it. Yeah. All the reviews sound similar in that the game is pretty impressive for the first four to six hours and then becomes repetitive, yes. frustrating, and so on. My question's for you. Would the genre benefit from a six to eight hour story? Yes. You say yes for sure. Then he's, here's a, the two interesting points Raul brings up. If so, should it be priced less? And then beyond no. the main story, what could the game offer? And he's, his example is Ground Zeroes, where you finish the Ground Zeroes campaign, but then there's all the little so missions. So there is sure, a sure. survivor mode that they've uh, that seemingly is at odds with the fact that it's a 20-hour game because the survivor mode seems to exist in order to add value mm-hmm. it's a, to, for something to do after you've completed the campaign, where it's it is a bunch of slices carved out from the campaign with with objectives and it's leaderboard based and it's get through this. As quick as you can, yeah. and we'll give you more points to compare to your friends. And if you can complete these secondary objectives, like get to a switch and seal off a certain corridor, you'll get even more points. So it's, there's a whole leaderboard-based thing, time-based, challenge-based thing that, uh, you know, would have it – do, it just feels – like I had – you know, I, of course, checked it out for the review. Sure. But by the time I finished the game, I was like, I am so done with this. I don't <laughs> – this is not – the not survivor mode it. is not I, necessary. So I have I have like I have a problem with what's happening with with video games right now and it's that we have these two movements and they're happening at the same time and they're coming from the same people. And one is that we need to make games more cinematic and the other is that games need to be longer. And they need to be more and more, and I have to get more bang for my buck. And we have associated uh, length with uh, quality for a while, and I don't know if that's necessarily fair for a lot of things. Like, I don't think that saying that a game uh, that's five hours makes it a bad game, or saying that a game is 20 hours makes it a great game. Because I don't think that, like, if James Cameron said Avatar 2 is coming to theaters, it's nine hours long, it wouldn't make as nearly as much money as the first one. Because people would say, I don't want to spend nine hours yeah. in that world. Uh, I, there was a baseball game the other night. It was the longest six hours, six hour long. I don't know if that made it a better game. It's just a game that lasted for a long time. I think that game, the same game could have happened in three hours and people would have just been as satisfied with it. You know, like you go to a nice restaurant and they say, this is the meal. It's going to take an hour to eat or two hours to eat. This is a gauntlet. This is a nine hour long meal. Like I, I don't like that we're heading in this era that I know because games are expensive and people want to get the bang for their buck, that they assume that a game should be 60 hours for $60 and a dollar an hour and all this all this nonsense that we attribute to what games should be. And it's unfair because it's, it's pigeonholing genres into places they shouldn't be. Yeah. Horror games should never be that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think stealth games should ever be that long. Like uh, even I think I, I think even like The Last of Us was a very long game. True. Like, Technically, when you adjust for inflation, games are cheaper of course. than they've been. Yes, yeah, I totally but, agree with that. Yeah, you make an interesting point that because, uh, you know, I was, obviously we've been gamers our whole lives. I mean, in when I was a real hardcore PC gamer in the in the 90s and, and then into the early uh, 2000s, you know, yeah, you're, this exact same thing, like, there was this perception that, oh, like, yeah, 20 hours is like the norm. Yeah. And, you know, things like, and there were a lot of amazing games, Diablo, the original Deus Ex, I mean, all these, you know, various Ultimas and all the RPGs, just many, many things. But then it it did start to change as, you know, games got more expensive to produce and technology got better. It's, you know, the the cost per minute of gameplay ratio goes way up. And I remember specifically, I don't know if you guys remember the original Max Payne, which Remedy did, of course. Was five hours long, and when that came out, it was just like, "Wow, what? What? This is a great game, but man, it's, so it's only short. five hours long." What a rip And then off. the irony was, ten years later, Max Payne Three from Rockstar, excellent game, great follow-up. You know, no remedy, no longer working on it. Uh, but and I said this, I reviewed it for another publication before I worked at IGN. Max Payne Three is a twelve-hour game that's probably at least four hours too long. Yep. Yep. And this, and it's just yeah, they're. Less is more. I mean, you know, there's so many entertainment choices out there. I mean, I almost feel like consuming content is a job. It is. Like, I, you know, I... Uh, it specifically get, is for you. Yeah, well, I mean, but <laughs> even out, outside of work, like, I, I am a Howard Stern listener. Yeah. And so I... But I listen mostly, you know, the guy's on at 6 a.m. and I have work and family and stuff. So I listen 
uh, on demand on the their app for yeah. later. And I just feel like like I've got it when I'm out walking the dog. It's like okay, well I can't listen to music right now, even though I kind of want to, because I've got like eight hours of Stern to get through because <laughs> you know I'm paying for this every month. And it's just like less is more. It's okay. There's so much out there that ten out of ten times, give me a great five hour video game that I'm going to feel great at the yeah, end yeah, of yeah. for 60 bucks rather than uh, a $60 20-hour game that leaves me This was the same ups- argument right with <clears throat> enraged by the end. Yeah, Journey 100%. and Gone Home and yeah. all these games that were like sure like you know is, is 20 bucks worth this or you yeah. know but it's like those were experiences that you got all in one gulp you understood yep. what was happening and for me they were, both were amazing experiences whereas yeah you get other now you get to Alien Isolation it's like these first few hours are great, but then come on, really, yeah. this keeps going. Video uh, games. I, I think I think we need to let uh, developers uh, act on their cinematic vision of games without uh, chastising them and punishing them for yeah. n- not patting them. Like, and and let me say too that you know just because I gave Alien Isolation a five point nine and ultimately didn't care for the game for the reasons that I spelled out in my review and a little bit here on this show. That's you know I won't t- I don't take it away like you may very well end up liking the game a sure. lot you know mm-hmm. if uh, you know there are, a lot of the reviews were very positive there were eights and nines out there I mean there were other sixes as well you know, yeah. there were other people yeah. around where I was so it's clearly you know and and yes you know I am very accustomed to playing games on hard for those of you that are like oh you need it you need it on baby game setting like no I mean Ninja Gaiden is one of the best games yeah my favorite games ever but. Yeah, it's just like, you know, some people, you may very well like the game, but, you know, just be open-minded to the fact that it's, you know, it's the reviewer's opinion, and I've been doing this a yeah. long time, and we've been doing this a long time, and it's, yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not wrong. You may not agree with me, <laughs> but, uh, it, and it's a good thing, you know, the, all the all the Gamergate crap, uh, and, you know, that, that whole discussion is, well, we want, we want more fair, we want criticism in games, in games media. Well... Here it is. I've we've given you a a critical critique, analysis a critical analysis of Alien Isolation. Uh, well, no, you're wrong. Like, well, you didn't justify my pre-order, right? So I we mean, have so a problem. It's, you know, it, it's frustrating in that regard from that you know from that perspective because it's you know if we give it a nine, then it's just like, well, you guys were paid off by. So I guess the check cleared from Sega. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, they're they're they're. Uh, Informed opinions from people that have been Trust playing and writing about games for a long time, and if it's if that if that opinion doesn't match up with yours after after you play the game, fine, that's great. Yeah. That's that's what makes the world go round. If if it were just if every site had and every critic had the same opinion of the ga- of games, we wouldn't need we'd only need one video game website. We also never would have gotten Alien Isolation because everyone would have said the Colonial Marines was great. We would just kept getting sequels to that, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting conversation out there. Mm-hmm. Brian, hey, you get to pick the final topic of discussion. Sure, it can either be the loot age, uh-huh. if your consoles were taken, costume quest two. Don't pick that. This guy asking where costume quest two is. We don't know. <laughs> For is consoles, it out today? it's uh, PCs out oh. today. Consoles, no <laughs> sign right. up. We don't know yet. They haven't confirmed anything. Uh, the longest time. You haven't played games. Nightwing the series. Don't pick that. Just go watch Nightwing the series. Uh, Shadows of Mordor or Fallout 4? Uh, man, let's do... Uh, Spin the wheel! Let's do Shadow of Mordor. You've selected Shadows of Mordor. <laughs> this <laughs> one comes from Leo. Leo says beyond. Beyond. To, beyond. to Greg Colin and the person in the chair who will no that's doubt be me. vomiting by the episode's Ooh. end. I guess I'm Colin. Yes, you are. That's, that's where you're feeling. Be happy. Uh, Your chair doesn't rotate. Go okay, ahead. Okay, great. Go ahead. The, the myriad of PlayStation games. <laughs> Just wanted to write in and quickly say that I've held off on buying a PS4 console because I wasn't sure of my interest in video games flatlining. Then, and I know this sounds crazy, all the reviews for Shadows of Mordor, a game not even close to being on my radar, caused me to promptly break down and order the console and the game. That's crazy, Greg. <laughs> so my energy for gaming is rejuvenated. What with Bloodborne, The Crew, The Division, etc. to look forward to. My question is, what kinds of games have prompted you to take the plunge into buying a new console and or what random game... Did you end up spending tons of hours on that you weren't expecting to? Wait a minute, that's a trick question because that was not about Shadow of Mortar at that's all. That's how I got you. <laughs> well, I can't. You can't know what's Hold behind on. every I'm door. I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to answer him. 
that game oh, really? is a game that I did not expect to uh, really fall for the it way I have. Into, yeah. And so I'm uh, I'm not a fantasy guy. I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. Like mm-hmm. I, like I'll take uh, I'll take ninjas. I'll take cyborgs and sci-fi and robots and space and, and and stuff like that over like orcs and dragons and like the the because there's always this like this muddy British guy and he's like <laughs> and then somebody walks across a mountain and they have a thing and a ring and they fight a, a thing I don't care about and someone else goes and then it ends um, and this game is totally that it's a bunch of orcs being like who are you stranger and then you go and fight them and you kill human them human flesh or f- flesh bag or they yeah, say something it's all just all these gross things and they snap their teeth and snarl and uh, it's I don't care about any of this stuff. And I started playing it, and I got a little into it, and I came in, and I told Greg, and I'm like, the game is beautiful. It's really fun. Like, it's got its hooks of just sort of like this this loop of like you're fighting things, you're getting better, and you're killing more things. It's just a huge, huge murder sandbox. Yeah. Like, it's all you're really doing. But I'm like, I can't get into the lore, and I don't care about the cutscenes, and I don't care about the characters. So I'm skipping all of them. So I said to Greg, like, you know, Greg's very similar to me when it comes to, like, not caring about Lord of the Rings or fantasy stuff, really. Like, it takes a certain game to sort of hook us like that. Um, I said, you know, you're probably going to run into the same issues that I have with it. Uh, And then I went home and I played it, and then suddenly three and a half days went by. (laughs) And I was like, I put put 25 hours into this game already, and I'm – 15% 15% in because I'm just running around the world. I'm like story wise, I'm barely going through it. Right. I'm skipping the cutscenes when they happen. Uh, and it's it's really fun. And it's just it like I just love running up on people, stick, sticking them in the back of the head with a sword, chopping off their heads, uh, killing them in packs. Uh, it's got the same combat system of, of uh, Batman, Batman, but I feel like it's even tighter than that. Mm. Um, the world is bleak. It's not very memorable. Like the characters, like, it doesn't have the penguin or Two-Face or anything cool like that. But it's got this great system of uh, sort of this notoriety system where a bunch of guys are all in this sort of political rank and they move up depending on yeah, how cool. you kill them or if you if one of them kills you you don't just die that dude gets moved up in the ranks and he becomes stronger so death has resonance and it means something and none of this stuff ever means anything to me in video games yeah and it's all got me so yeah that's the one for me yeah uh i'll put an appropriately beyond spin on this ah. playstation story it was actually 2001 uh i was still yeah i was pc gamer all the way at that point and uh it was before i was still in college and uh, uh my best friend robert brought over a ps2 and grand theft auto 3 yeah started playing it and it just that game tr- pretty much i i won't say like transformed my life or anything like that but it, it was i'd never seen a video game like that mm-hmm. the freedom and the <clears throat> the just endless activities and you know creativity that you could just you could do anything uh and the, all the radio stations everything and i w- walked went right out and bought a playstation 2 specifically for grand theft auto wow. 3 and i haven't looked back i mean i think 3 it may not objectively be the best grand theft auto game anymore but it is my all-time favorite grand theft auto game because you know it was that sense of wonder that first time i ever experienced gta that you know i get a little bit of when a new one comes out like you know, for me, my favorite time with any GTA is about the first five to ten hours yeah. when I don't know my way around the world yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm still like, oh, my God, what's this over here? Yeah. What's this over yeah. there? And, you know, uh, GTA V is objectively probably the best Grand Theft Auto game of them all. But GTA Three is and probably always will be my favorite Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. game because it just it changed all the rules from a lifetime of playing video games. I've yeah. never seen anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, for in the same vein as Ryan, like something that like motivated me to buy a console, even though I didn't play the game, was Ghostbusters, right? Like Ghostbusters on the Sega J- yeah, Master System. Yeah, when yeah. I saw it in the glass, I put my pudgy finger to it. Didn't even know what video games were really. Like I kind of knew, but not really. I don't think I was playing Mario anymore or at a friend's house or anything. And so bought that Master System. My parents obviously bought it because I was a kindergartner or whatever. But like, you know, like that was a big that was a motivating factor for me to buy this console. You know what I mean? And then from there on out, it was you know just being in love with games. So you like really that. weren't into video games much, or just like kind of no. wasn't too connected with them no. and you saw the logo yep. did you play the game no nope. 
You just saw lo- the yeah, box, which was I just want. the logo. And, and that's why like, I got a Sega Master System and not an NES, because no one, no, there was no conversation to be had wow. between any, like, none of my friends had systems either at the time. It was that quiet. It was all starting at once, you know what I mean? That quiet, perfect age before fanboyism becomes yeah, exactly, a, a exactly. Well, no, grows. then you did go to, I'd go to a friend's house, we just got video games. Oh, I'm like, oh, I got a video game thing, too. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you got? And they, like, show me this gray box and Mario and mushrooms, and I'm like, what yeah. the hell is this? What is this? It's not Ghostbusters. That's so interesting to me, because, like, back then... Then uh, merchandising was everywhere for Ghostbusters. Yeah. So uh, there were so many things you could have bought with a Ghostbusters logo. I'm pretty sure I owned them all. Like you, would- <laughs> <laughs> like I had gone down the list. I had, to, really? I had everything by that point. Yeah. Because I mean, uh, if you had bought like the cereal that day instead, you might be like the Greg Miller <laughs> breakfast cereals yeah, yeah. right now, yeah. and not the Greg Miller video games. Yeah. I really like that. Time for my favorite new segment called the worst PlayStation Network name. Ooh. You know this one, Brian. Yeah. You can't change your PlayStation Network name. Sadly. Colin's on a crusade, so now every week we read somebody here. I usually want people to write in with their own stories of, like, I have a terrible PSN name. Uh, Long Ripper 420? Yeah, we've had plenty of those yeah. guys. Uh, but this one I thought stood out, and this is Joshua Ware from Louisville, Kentucky. He says, Beyond. 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 Okay, so I'm cheating. These aren't my PlayStation Network names. So if you don't want to include them, that's okay. But I thought you would enjoy these two names nonetheless. I was playing Destiny the other day, and I came into a Crucible match with the two worst PlayStation Network names I've ever seen. Like Colin says, I don't see how these names made it past the filter. (laughs) The names were Paddle underscore My underscore Balls. And Let Me Eat That Ass, all one word. I like these, like... I'm asking for a, I'm asking for a friend. It's not me. I'm asking for a friend. Let me repeat that. Paddle underscore my <laughs> underscore balls and let me eat that ass. I was stopped in my tracks as I ran towards my enemy to see I was about to let the shotgun let me eat that ass in the face. How? Now maybe these two ahem gentlemen enjoy their names, but all the same, I would like to change mine. It's nothing like that, but I did make it seven years ago, and I just want a simple universal username. Anywho, thanks for reading. I enjoy all the content you guys do. Be Beyond. Beyond. Shuhei, let people choose their names. How, How hard is that? Earth did let me eat that, that ass. Ace. That's, I mean, so I could see I could see the Damn. underscores on the other one tricking that the ace. system. But <laughs> that ace. ace. How does that get by? Ladies and gentlemen, that's Podcast Beyond episode 363. Thank you so much for spending Palindrome. your time with us. Palindrome. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, Love those. Yeah, they're nice. Uh, remember, we post the MP3 every Tuesday on IGN and podcast services all across the globe. Then Wednesday, the video goes live on IGN.com, YouTube.com slash IGN. And, of course, the IGN PlayStation 4 app, which is really good. And free. That's what I was looking that's for. That's right. Sorry. Don't worry it's about also it. Gra- I mean, yeah, it's really good. Uh, that's all great, but remember to come to IGN.com, read the articles, watch the videos, subscribe to Prime, contribute to a wiki, buy a shirt at splitreason.com slash IGN. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Happy yeah, to sure, be here. man. Everybody, keep up on uh, the Twitter. IGN's IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Brian is Agent Bizzle. That's right. Ryan is DMC underscore Ryan. Correct. Nailed it. Oof. I'm always worried about that one. I can never. I I think there's the underscore. Clearly. Nailed it. Yep. All right. Every podcast beyond ends in a segment we call Ryan's Wrap Up, where we play a song submitted by you. This one from comes from Kaylin. What's up, Beyond Crew? Myself and a friend have been working on quite a few songs and have finally decided to release one along with a video today. I'd be honored if you played on the podcast. It's titled Sandman, and it features a verse from Tony Q and myself as plain Jane Francis. Check it out. I like those names. Yeah, those are really good. Yeah. The video can be found on YouTube. Just search for Leeway M-G-M-T. L-E-E-Way W-A-Y M-G-M-T. No spaces. Smiley emoticon. Beyond. 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 Let me eat that ass. Let me eat that ass. <laughs> Let me eat that ass. Change that PSN name. Mr. Simon, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest. Hello, hi, how are you? This is Plain Jane and I be Tony Q. We're coming at you live, no cosign. So you're probably hearing this through the grapevine. And if you are swell, here's another something you can pin on your lapel. You see, we do it well, like a couple of mm, Maybe I should just give it to you straight up, like an uppercut to the lower gut, with a left to the chin. Maybe then you comprehend how we going in. Place the beat, bring the heat with an all time verse. Let her make your baby mama wanna go to work. Like twerk, 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 baby, turn up, then burn up, then turn out in the sheets. Cause you bound to hit the shit like every week. And ain't nobody fucking with us, cause forever we be that team. Black from the shit.
shade they throw from things you can't take back Like days ago when plain Jane still map on a surface pro to so nerdy Keep the work clean but the mindset dirty Early bird gets the worm no doubt Work speaks for itself you can keep your clout Man we sold out like the we sold out You was on your roll until we rolled out Fuck the bullshit and remain calm Turn off your friends radio if we ain't on I be on some new shit so it's Tony Q shit All we do is do shit better And a kid clever got pulled like lever Heard your mixtape should've been released like never Never should have put that out. I speak from the heart, kid. You should try that route. I mean, Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.